I'm Ulrika Wieberg, and this is SEO in 2023. Ulrika, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? I was thinking about giving you a lot of different tips, but when I thought about this hard enough, I thought that being doing a holistic SEO with together with the marketing department and the UX department, that is my number one tip. And you might ask me, why Why would I think that? <laughs> why did I came up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I, absolutely. I was also thinking uh, you wanted to give lots of different tips. You wanted just to be in the book by yourself, didn't you? You didn't want anyone else to be in the book at all. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that, I'm, I'm giving place for other people as well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what does user-centric, holistic approach, what does that mean in practice? Yeah, so Google nowadays, I mean, if you look at the the last couple of algo updates, they've been more, more or less and more directly these days, as of a few days ago. Uh, they're pointing out that uh, you need to be user-focused uh, and they also want to get the web more friendly and truthful. And they do so by pushing out for user-centric content, content that complies with the EAT update, that it should be well-designed and accessible for, for people with hearing and sight impairments. It should also be compliant with Corvette Vitals, mobile-friendly, etc., etc., and everything. And all of that translates to it needs to be good user experience. And you do that with a user journey or our customer journey also has to be UX friendly or good UX. So working together with the marketing departments and the UX departments with SEO, that, that gives a holistic view of the SEO that is creating something on your website. It makes you think, what is it my user really want? And what are they asking for? And less of what is it that I want to tell them. So in a large marketing department, who tends to own the user journey? That is different, but the own yeah, that is probably the CMO who is owning the user journey. <laughs> but <laughs> but there are a lot of people, and I, maybe I'm just bullshitting now. I don't know because I haven't really worked in marketing departments in that way, or I have, but I'd never paid attention to it in that sense. I like asking challenging questions. Yeah, but like you did, you started with a challenge, like organizational wise. I don't know. <laughs> Well, the thing, it's, it's possibly different in each organization, but it seems like a pertinent question to me with user journeys becoming more and more important and obviously different departments within marketing having different perspectives on what a user journey should mean. SEO yeah. is thinking, you know, a, a user journey needs to mean something straight away and um, get people's attention and uh, attract them, keep them on the site. UX people thinking, well, um, it needs to encourage people through the site and ensure that, yeah. that they know the context of where they're sitting there as well. And traditional marketing people will be thinking, look, um, it's, it's just all about brand positioning here and ensuring that people are understanding what we do. But it, it just seemed to me that um, there wasn't one distinct singular perspective on what a user journey is. No, no, there is not. There is an interpretation on each organization or company. I work with a lot of companies or, or in larger companies, and they have not always a clear user journey or customer journey done and but but when and i that is something that i provide or help them with uh, the workshops to, to do that and usually then it's the cmo who is um taking the lead but everyone is involved and i also Im invite 
the whole marketing department, but also the sales department, both like traditional marketing and digital marketing, but also sales because they, they are very close to their customers, maybe more so than the marketing departments are. So then, then we create the user journey or, or the customer journey. And um, it's something that they talk about uh, throughout the whole organization while, while they ha once, once they have it and they work through it, uh, everyone is getting aware of it. It's a strategic like document that they need to to follow in everything they do. And I love your involvement of sales as well. But um, I think initially we mentioned UX and traditional marketing and, and they need to have a significant input into it certainly as well. So when SEOs are having conversations with, let's take the UX team to begin with, what can SEOs learn from the UX team and, and what can SEOs teach the UX team? So I'll start with what we can learn from the UX team and that is um, they are very user-centric and they every second sentence they say they have uh, what is the user expecting <laughs> so that we need to learn that what is it that user expecting and then we need to create content but not only content but also a strategic way of, of flowing through through the website uh, and there that also builds like what kind of architecture on the site are we are we recommending because yeah, it has to translate into the user journey as well, or it should. It's easier for the uh, for the user to to travel through a website and taking in the information if it is designed from a user perspective. What are they expecting? But that also translates into each and every individual page. That what is it about? And we look at lo a lot on search intents. What what have the user uh, searched for and what are they expecting to land on? Uh, what kind of information are they expecting to see? But not only information, but also how are we presenting it? And how are we presenting it in a way that we want them to do something after they have, have read this information? And what is that we want to do? And and here comes the internal linking in, in terms of call to actions and everything. And maybe we have a semantic cluster that we want the user to to walk through or get more information about and how does it, how do we make that easier for the for the user through and here is ux where how do we place things and where where do we place them and what do we call them but also for seo how are we then adding internal links and where does that matter in in terms of SEO, but also in terms of uh, the user and what they would expect to do next and if they want more information, etc., etc. We We also need to provide them with that. And what about from a traditional marketing perspective? Um, there are possibly even offline marketing principles and other more conventional marketing strategies that um, SEOs need to learn a little bit more and can use whatever they learn from this to improve their knowledge of user journey. So, so what can SEOs learn from more traditional marketing departments about uh, user journeys? I can speak for myself and because I, I never worked with traditional marketing myself, but I've worked in departments who have done some traditional marketing and it's the understanding of the persona and, and for example, uh, who, who are they and how do you, how do you paint up a persona? How do you, how do you categorize that? For example, uh, how are our personas or our users, uh, how are they treating information? Who are they? Again, what are they expecting to see? And how are they then uh, processing 
what they see in traditional media or traditional um, marketing efforts and how can we pick that up and continue that journey into the digital area where we are. They will for sure search things they have seen in traditional marketing uh, campaigns. And while we're talking about conversations that SEOs have with UX teams and traditional um, marketers, perhaps it's worthwhile touching on training these other departments about SEO. So if an SEO is in charge of um, conducting a training session for either a UX team or traditional marketers, but basically marketers that don't know a lot about SEO, what information is key to impart and what information should you not talk about because it's probably a little bit too technical or, or not that essential? I usually try to tag into their domain uh, to talk about with their keywords, so to say, <laughs> so that they can take it in. I use a lot of metaphors because for someone who has never done SEO, SEO can be very theoretical and abstract. And to help them understand what I'm talking about, I use both metaphors and, and uh, like I try to describe it with situations they understand and, and are familiar with. But I then also talk about, because SEO and marketing, they meet and they overlap a lot when it comes to the user and what the user expecting and all of these things. And those are also ranking signals. So, and I, I say that these things that you also work with are important to us. It's ranking signals. The customer journey is also important for SEO. And I tell how and why, etc. But I tend to leave out the technical parts, because that usually confuses more than help. And we, us SEOers, tend to go into more a lingo variation of talking when we talk technical. <laughs> then that, that is a nice way to kill a conversation. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I think most technical SEOs don't even realize that they've killed the conversation. They keep yeah, on yeah, talking. Yeah, exactly. They just keep on <laughs> ranting. I, yeah, I, I can be that person for sure. <laughs> Can relate with that as well, but uh, hey ho. Like just yeah. lastly, in relation to user journeys, I think many SEOs can perhaps be a little bit guilty of just focusing on driving traffic and not that whole user journey experience. So, what can SEOs do to do a better job of attracting perhaps repeat traffic or traffic to different stages of the user journey? So, I actually. I stopped just measuring traffic some time ago because, yeah, that, that is what we can influence the most, but we can also influence if we take the next step and work a little bit more holistic. How would we recommend the content to be and the internal linking, etc., so that we can make the user uh, pr proceed in their decision making of something, uh, so in the user journey. Uh, and this way, we can have a higher impact on goal completions and conversions, giving the user what they are expecting. Also, will most highly like create a relationship between the user and the brand, and that that means like we are we're lazy people, right? If we have a relationship with a brand that we once trusted, uh, then we kind of tend to go back to that brand when we want that service or product again if we were happy. Uh, if we were not happy, we, we, we do a new search next time the, the need arises. But if we were happy, then we would probably go to, back to that brand. So it, it's crucial to make the customers happy. I mean, that is <laughs> that should be like self-explanatory, but 
it's not always. And we can help with that by doing recommendations for content, uh, but also uh, internal linkings and menus and how you how you kind of walk through the website. And of course, it should load fast and be nice and, you know, all of that and not jump up and down and, and have lots of ads in the way, etc., etc. And a sneaky additional question. If we're accepting that people have multiple touch points, people consider making a purchase before actually making a purchase. So they'll probably come to a website from lots of different sources. And um, there are different impacts on that consideration, whether or not someone actually decides to make a, a purchase. So what are your thoughts on attribution, on how you can actually attribute SEO, top of funnel, mid funnel, other channels as well. Um, are there any optimum models nowadays? Are there any pieces of software that you would recommend to to help to show um, the kind of information that um, decision makers need in terms of the value of different channels? Yeah, <laughs> that was a sneaky one. <laughs> I would say we use contributing models or attribution modeling. That is what the name is. Uh, we build attribution modelings in Google Analytics to see what, what channel brought the best traffic and where and where did it attribute. But in terms of what is missing, yeah, those models won't really show that. So then you would have to do uh, heat maps and everything, see how are people interacting with the page and actually look at the user. Maybe you could have like doing some live testing with live users and ask them questions meanwhile. I mean, you can do that in smaller smaller tests that don't have to be super big or very costly but it's very useful to do that uh, and see and then you see like live what are the users liking and how are they interpreting the pages that you want to test yeah i, lo I love it because again seos love data but um data data is a historical representation or a historical snapshot of um what yeah. happened in the past but it's not necessarily going to tell you how users are going to behave in the future or where the opportunities are you you, you have to discover those opportunities for yourself. So I, I love the, the fact that you brought it back to, okay, I try to identify what users are struggling with at the moment. Use things like heat maps to, to find out where they're dropping off. Um, and those could perhaps be the biggest um, opportunities in the future. So Ulrika, you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEO sh shouldn't be doing in 2023? I would love it if SEOers would stop to do isolated keyword optimizations based on search volume or based on search volume, because it is counterproductive for the user journey and, and like the decision making as a whole. Uh, it's more like isolated like touchdowns on on like a one pager and what are they doing then etc cetera, etc cetera. and they and this comes from someone who wants to rank number one or number th one to three on a specific uh, high volume keyword and just doing that by itself I think that is counterproductive. If you on the other hand would create like a cluster around that keyword and you actually think about something that you want to do around that keyword more so that more users could feel that, yes, this is ex what I expected to find and this is actually helpful for me, then that would be the next level to go. But I, so yeah, isolated practices of doing just one thing and then really fighting to do that and, and telling people that this is how you should do it. I hope that ends in 2023. <laughs> 
Ulrika Wieberg is agency owner and senior SEO consultant at unicorn.se. Ulrika, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you so much. I loved being here. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. 